0: This episode of our podcast is brought to you by Doolaban Insurance. If you live in Ontario, Canada, and are looking for the best price and coverage for your Tesla, give Doolaban a call at 1-855-385-4226, or visit their website at doolabaninsurance.com slash Tesla. There we go. We all speak you in the French speak. now. <laughs> and you can conjugate it, too. You can. Wonderful. Uh, well, everybody, welcome back. Welcome to the perfect intro to the podcast, a little bit of French thrown in for good measure. Welcome, everybody, to the Tesla Owners Online Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Page. I'm joined by Ian Pavelko and Eric Camacho. Guys, how are you doing again, as usual? Good evening. Doing fine. How are you, gentlemen? Hello, world. Hello, world. Programmer's first words. Uh, lovely week. we got a lot to cover. Um, yeah, obviously, Ian's in his place, and I'm at my place, and uh, it is what it is. But uh, hey, the, the show has got to keep going um i want to lead off with uh let's talk about the price changes obviously because you know earlier last or well when was it here what's today the 18th so three days ago two days ago tesla did a big uh change up obviously with their pricing so uh got a little bit of a chart here Uh, i may not i might put it in post for some of you guys who are watching the podcast because i didn't have anything prepared for that but uh Ah, uh, boy, a lot has changed here. So the first things first is before um, they had it on their list here, the uh, standard range of the car was priced at uh, 35.4. It's now gone off the list. Um, don 't even know if it 's off menu anymore it seems to be gone completely so uh standard range dropped nine hundred dollars so it was thirty nine nine now it's thirty nine thousand long range nowhere to be seen it 's gone now they have all wheel drive which was priced at forty nine nine before it 's now forty eight thousand dollars so you know almost a two thousand dollar price drop The big one though of course is the performance model three, which was priced at fifty nine nine now it 's dropped to fifty five thousand although there's a caveat here you can actually get it cheaper because the performance model three comes with the standard twenty inch wheels, and you can order the eighteen inch off menu, mm-hmm. and I think the discount is like five thousand bucks. So you can get this car for just under fifty fifty grand US before you add any options. I mean, well, yeah,
1: I will, I will. I will say though, in that vein, you're basically getting a dual motor.
2: Yeah, correct. Well, if you're, if you're stripping yeah.
1: down that much, yeah. it's essentially a dual motor model three, essentially. Yeah, but still a good deal. I mean, it was
0: yeah. a lot more before. Actually, yeah. matter of fact, I'm actually considering it myself.
1: Hey, top speed 162 miles an hour.
0: Nothing wrong with that. Although I don't know, yeah, I'll acceleration's fun. Legally, you can't drive anywhere at those kind of speeds on roads, so Legally. top speed doesn't really
1: matter at the end. Not of here the day. anyway.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. In Germany, you can.
1: And like, I know a couple places.
2: <laughs> no doubt. Actually, in so, a couple of weeks, I'll be going to one of them, but it's not on hmm. the roads. So if you're in a
0: market for a Model 3, the best deal uh, right now, if you really want performance, obviously is a performance Model 3. It's a you know it's a great great value, I think.
2: I, I should add for all my my friends here in Quebec, um, there's another substantial piece of news because the Canadian um, price has dropped to seventy four nine. That means the car is now eligible again for the full eight thousand dollar rebate in Quebec. So not because only the has, MSR
0: keep P cap is what 75
2: it's exactly 75. 75 and I think it that they did that very intentionally here is they brought it just a, what is it 100 bucks under the yeah. limit so now it qualifies so not only did the price of the car drop about what was it before it was 81 82 so it's dropped to about six thousand dollars and you get an additional five thousand dollar rebate because previously any car that had gone over 75 was only eligible for a three thousand dollar rebate so you're you're getting what is it I just figured it out. There was but $6,000 rebate and an additional five. So the price of the car effectively, as of this week, has dropped $11,000. I think we're going to see
0: that, a lot of performance Model 3s in your neck of the
2: woods. <laughs> that's it. Mine is no longer a unicorn. It's just going to be one in a sea of millions. Uh,
0: the other piece of information, obviously, is uh, contrary to what uh, Elon had said previously, the standard color is now a pearl multi-coat white, not a solid white, which really surprised us because, uh, you know, Obviously, Pearl White was, well, here anyways, it's a $2,000 option. I'm very happy to see that. I know I love white. So for me, that's an extra nice freebie. If I was going to order a car, I was just going to order solid white anyways. But multi-coat
1: Pearl, pff, extra bonus on that one. I like that. Which, by uh, the way, props to the Tesla team for actually having that consideration to they realize we made the announcement. There was then some dialogue internally, and they said, you know what? Right. We're going to make it easier on ourselves. We're just going to go with the Pearl White. So good for them.
0: Yeah. Um, Elon had said that the service team had convinced them not mm-hmm. to go with the solid white because it affects too much service down the pipe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just painted bumpers or whatever. But hey, who cares? It's a great bonus. Mm-hmm. It's a great color for those guys who uh, who really like that. So yeah, uh, good news on Model 3. And you know what? I, and I have to point it out there. I mean, a lot of people are, are obviously upset about price changes. Price changes, we've talked about this before. It's not the first time Tesla's done it. It's not going to be the last time. I have a feeling once the Maxwell technology comes on, volumes even keep increasing, they get their costs down, Model 3 is going to keep getting cheaper. I mean, it would not surprise me to get below sub $35,000 eventually, even on the standard range plus. And uh, there's a good chance they may even be able to get eventually, maybe even sub $30,000. So, I think that's
2: you know, economy is a scale. Yeah. I, I,
0: think, I think at the end of the day, what's happening here is Tesla's pushing very aggressively to get into all kinds of new markets. Um, and, and they're being vicious and, and ruthless in getting the price down on this car as fast as that they can. Mm -hmm. I think it would not surprise me eventually that they get this below the pricing that they originally planned. I mean, it's got to hurt them internally to think, you know, look, we promised $35,000. We still haven't really technically met it yet. Um, I'm sure that they would love to be able to get that into more and more hands, um, despite the fact that they say it's an appreciating asset right now, before we see anything with FSD, it's not an appreciating asset. I don't believe about any of that stuff. But, anyways, enough talk about that. Let's move on a little bit. Uh, oh, oh, Model oh, S obviously saw. Oh yes, oh, go oh, ahead. I want, to, I want
2: to clarify one thing because I know we're going to get a bunch of questions on it. Um, that off-menu thing with the uh, with the Model Three performance, where you can get 18-inch uh, and it drops 5,000 bucks. No one anywhere seems to have confirmed what that does to configuration. The, the, you know, the the buzz around the table is if you basically, like Eric said, you get a dual motor car at that point. It would be like the original base version, so you would not be getting the carbon spoiler, you would not be getting the performance brakes, because we think that's the only way they can get the 18-inch wheels to fit. The only other possibility is that they redesigned the brakes. I had an online Twitter discussion. I saw the conversation you had with
0: Alex Vans. Exactly.
2: Yeah, and, and we're back and forth, and this, and we agree. And I have a funny feeling, to drop 5K, they're taking some hardware out of that car. So until we hear from Tesla, we won't know for sure, but assume that you are getting basically a very base car with no performance brakes, no carbon, et cetera.
0: That's it. Okay, good point. We'll keep an eye on that as soon as we find out. Um, we get some definite concrete information about that. I might even call Tesla just to
2: confirm myself, just
0: to see. It'd be good,
2: because there. a lot of people are asking, and there's it's right now it's dead air.
0: Hmm. Okay, well, um, I'll get on that maybe tomorrow. Do it! Uh, <laughs> uh, Model S and Model X also affected by price changes. So the standard range Model S and the standard range Model X, gone, doesn't exist anymore. They're only offering the long range, the performance, and the performance with ludicrous. So long range Model S uh, is now $80,000. It was eighty 8, five hundred, uh, $85,000 uh, be- to begin with. Um, no, I'm sorry. The performance is gone now completely too. So they only have the <clears throat> excuse me the long range and the performance with Ludicrous. So a Model S performance Ludicrous was uh, 116,000 US prior to the price change. Now it's 100,000. And the biggest price drop happened on the Model X because the performance with Ludicrous used to be 122,000 dollars US. Now it's 105. That's a 20,000 dollar <laughs> drop, almost a 20,000 dollar drop. So uh, yeah, I mean. If you're upset about price changes on the Model 3, think about the poor people that bought a Model X uh, and paid the extra $20,000 um, that were not a prior owner because as prior owners before, there's a little bit of a caveat there where you could order a Model X and they would, or a Model S, of course, and you would get the ludicrous option for free. Uh, and of course, if you're ordering one uh, and you didn't, you weren't in prior order, you had to cough up the 20 grand. So I don't know if there's any restitution as far as that's concerned, but
1: uh, anyways, I, I, I'm just, the one thing I do want to say about this is because of how frequently things keep happening, my overall sensibility says there's no reason to get upset. Just expect it. Like if you expect the changes to happen, whatever they are, <clears throat> uh, you're, you well, tend ten to be less upset. But I think the thing is like, like now with the SNX, for example, you're down to basically one car. Like you had options before. So if you were looking for the less expensive option, you don't have that anymore. So it, it sort of can be looked at both ways. Like people who were looking to get an entry-level Model S, you know, for well under a hundred they're now creeping upwards to higher values. Same with the Model <coughs> X. Excuse me. So, so it is, it is a constant thing in flux. I understand and can appreciate the people who are saying, be really great just kind of have it stick for a while maybe last a quarter six months whatever it is um but there there has to be some there has to be some ongoing conversations within tesla's four walls that are making these changes happen um but because of how rapidly in succession they're happening it just is more alienating and more frustrating for a lot of consumers. I,
0: I would agree with you. And the thing is, is that you have to understand this is not our first rodeo. We're mm-hmm. very well versed in this and this price changes and policy changes, changes at Tesla. What I'm worried about is the new buyer who's coming in, who's, mm-hmm. you know, buying their first car. They're not expecting these changes. How are they going to react? They're the people that are going to get upset. I mean, the uh, people that have had a model at three or an S or an X for six months, two years, three years. This is kind of old hat. We're kind of used to it. It's 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 no less upsetting in a lot of cases. Um, I'm not upset. I, I bought my car. I literally stopped looking. I stopped thinking about the price that I paid. I just enjoy the car. Yeah. That's my sensibility. That's how I came into it. But I've been around longer than, you know, a guy who's just walking off the street and wants to buy a Model 3. Mm-hmm. So I understand where that's coming from. So I think also it's incumbent upon us as current owners, if we ever encounter people in the public... I think it's a conversation that needs to be started. It's, it. I mean, how long, how far, how much is yeah. the usual conversation that everybody has? I have a T-shirt to prove it. But the other part, the other part too, is I think now that we've seen these price changes, is I got to start having this conversation with people about the pricing situation, and we have to frame it. And, and this is the way I'm going to do it. Uh, frame it like computer technology, right? And Ian, you've made the point many times before on the podcast that this is not endemic just to tesla every dealer and manufacturer does these rebates and these incentives all the time so the prices are always fluctuating Mm -hmm. Uh, you know you don't necessarily pay the same price as the next guy that walked in because maybe he had better negotiation skills right at least with tesla we know that when you walk walk in you know that everybody's
1: paying the same price at that particular time right it's not msrp it's just P.
2: Yeah, exactly. Elon. Said that I thought that was beautiful. It's, it's yeah. exactly right. Thank like yeah. you. Only have exactly. one price.
0: So again, again I'm just going to say it. If if anybody's out there who's who's talking to to the public, if you're sharing your referral code or whatever the case may be, I think it's important for us to actually start having that conversation with the new owners and try and and, and mitigate this problem as best you can. And just explain to people, they said, look, this is a computer. It's going to evolve with technology. Computers get better, faster, and cheaper all the time. So don't be surprised if Tesla changes the prices down the road. And I'm very fond of saying "People to people, you know, fun is remembered long after price is forgotten. So if you take I that mean, to heart,
1: not only that, you're, you're it's, be it, think about the number of companies uh, like Apple and Amazon and many others where you see a deal, you nab it, you buy it, you're happy with it. But then two weeks later, you go back and see the same product dropped in price, and it's like eighty dollars cheaper, a hundred dollars cheaper, whatever it is. And maybe you feel like, well, damn it, I, I can't do anything about that. I just I over, I now overpaid what it is. That's just what the economy is like nowadays, where prices all the time will change. And if you're just outside a window of like exchanging it, trading it, whatever, then it sucks. You feel like you got suckered. Um, I mean, we we've all been subject. Look, something is simple. Ready? TV sets. How, oh, yeah. how when TVs first come out with some new feature, whether it's um, you know new resolution, a new technology, whatever it is. I remember when LEDs first came on the market? You could not get an LED TV for under thousand dollars. You couldn't. And now you can go to a store and walk in with two hundred bucks and get yourself an LED TV. So the over time, and this is to your point, Trevor, as technology improves, as uh, the software updates happen as the developers do their magic at tesla i like as, as things just continue to work themselves out we're going to find that stuff becomes cheaper and cheaper over time mind you the model 3 has been in the conversation now for over three years the car is going to be at some point cheaper today than it was three years ago mm-hmm. okay that's just re- that's just reality um the model s and x are going to go through their changes too and we've had how many refreshes of these cars uh, with the new motors now, with the Raven refresh, like there's, there are different cars now. There's even like tiny changes in how the Model X trunk is. I mean, it's, you know. So I, here's the one thing I'll say: if you're interested in getting into a Tesla, do like Trev does. Look at the aftermarket. Look in the used market. You're going to find great value there. Um, are you going to be? paying for less money for a car absolutely is it brand new no but many tesla owners take phenomenal care of their cars i mean we talked about how to right these, these like these two guys here on the show <laughs> love their cars sometimes eerily more than their family i don't it's just it is what it is okay That's
0: only a rumor. Some, for some of us the car is more than just a point a to point b right. of, you know conveyance it's it's a, right pride of joy
1: it is so and, and and we all love driving our cars just to go somewhere like hey you want to go to the store i'll yeah i'll go you know like that's just let's that's go what to ksc we... today
2: <laughs> right <laughs> exactly have to get things on purpose exactly for that reason right right
1: so i have to go back to the office i'll see you in three hours so um so yes it is it is a pride of joy for all of us i know i know a lot of folks are sort of turned off there's plenty of ways to get into a car it doesn't always have to be brand new if you have a budget and you know what that budget is there's a car out there for you, whether it's uh, resale, whether it's the used market, whether uh, it's an inventory vehicle from Tesla. There are ways of getting into a car that you like without paying full value. That's what you're looking for.
0: I mean, I listed my car, and uh, now that I've listed my car, I get all kinds of stuff that comes yeah. up in my feed. I just saw uh, like an 85, a Model S 85 for $33,000 US. Mm-hmm. There's some good deals out there if you, there if you really want a Tesla. You don't necessarily have to buy brand new. You're absolutely right. I mean, some people don't like to buy brand new. They let somebody else take the,
2: you know, take the depreciation hit. By the way, um, you, oh. you just dropped a little hint there. I mean, I don't think all the uh, listeners slash viewers are aware of um, perhaps your uh, your announcement this week.
0: Uh, do we want to talk about that now? Uh, <laughs> I guess we, we can talk about that now.
2: Well, you, you, you just dropped it right there. I mean, you listened. Are you putting okay. any news on the show? What happened? All right, I can't. <clears throat> um,
0: well, okay. So I, I, I put it out on Twitter a couple days ago, and I just did a video today after I detailed my car again because it was a nice day. Um, I've been thinking about this for some time now. Um, I've decided to to, uh, to list my Model X for sale to see if yes. I get any, <laughs> yes, to, to get any bites. Now, I'm not defecting. I'm still going to buy another Tesla as long as I get my ask. If I don't get my ask or close to my ask... I'm not selling the car. I mean, it's it's. I love it too much.
1: Ask but for those of you.
0: Listening. Ask. Yes. What what I'm asking for the car. Um, there'll be a link in the video podcast description if you guys want to go and take a look at the listing if 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 you're interested. Um, I I don't need to justify it. It's just one of those things. It's like okay, uh, I don't need this big of a car anymore. Um, I maybe I'd like a change. The you know performance model three interests me now. So. It is what it is, but if I don't get if I don't get what I'm asking for, I mean it's not costing me anything. It's still affordable for me, so that's 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 my that's my thinking. So um, it's nothing other than that. It's just I, it's something I've been thinking about for a time, and um, I just decided to just float it out there and see if I get any bites. So if anybody's interested, reach out. It's a really nice car.
2: Indeed, it is.
0: Oh, I think it's important to also because this just popped in my mind here um, since we're on the topic of price changes um i think it would be irresponsible for us to not mention that there is going to be another price change on august 16th elon had mentioned that uh, fsd is going to increase by another thousand bucks yep so if you're looking at fsd um yeah jump in now because it's going to go up another thousand bucks and it won't be the last price change it's going to keep going up it's going to keep Mm -hmm. going up um at some point they got to put a cap on it because you can't sell FSD for 20000 bucks, in my personal opinion, but whatever. So <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you're looking for a car or you're looking at add added aftermarket, whatever, uh, jump in because, uh, yeah, nobody likes price increases on something like that. So anyways, August 16th is the date. Um, Elon also floated that that is possibly as close as he can think of um, the release date for Enhanced Summon. That's the one that everybody's been waiting for, for those of you who has uh, Enhanced Autopilot or have paid F, uh, for FSD to get that. So look for that somewhere around there. Again, Elon time. You never know what could what could happen. It could change. Okay, so we'll leave it like that. Um, you guys can take a look at the price changes on your own stuff, but there are some deals to be had. All right, let's talk about uh, Motor Trend. So Motor Trend just did an interview with Elon Musk, and uh, they uh, kind of reflected a little bit back on the significance of the Model S because they awarded it the ultimate car of the year. Um, again, links to all of these... Uh, uh, articles that we're talking about will be in the podcast. So anyways, there's a short video. It's about three minutes, three and a half minutes, uh, where they talk to Elon. They also did a subsequent video that they put out on Twitter, which is actually on their website, too. It's, it's kind of funny, asking about some questions to Elon. It's, it's not Tesla-related. It's just kind of funny. Um, Eric, any thoughts on this? I mean, because uh, um, I'll give you a
1: chance to talk. It's not just about me. Oh. Hey, thanks. So uh, the first thing, and I thought the most important takeaway is that Tesla affirmatively says a hot dog is not a sandwich. Uh, I thought that was really critical. So, <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. I'm just saying we live in divisive times. And, uh, you know, you, you tell someone a hot dog on not a sandwich. All of a sudden you got, you know, every which <laughs> every, every which <laughs> people. people might actually not vote for an elections. But they'll actually say, what, what a hot dog. Oh, my God. All bets are off. So um, the few takeaways I had were uh, really twofold. Uh, so the first part is with every interview that Elon gives. And I know you. Um, uh, uh, Frank told was there too but every every interview that they have always reveals something so for him to talk about the cars he drives I thought was interesting yes. uh, he, he drives an S first and foremost that's his daily driver that's his daily driver uh, and then he has a model 3 mm-hmm. and then, and then he, performance model 3 performance and then he has the model X for the kids for the family yeah. um, so I think it was cool that he sort of like listed them in, the, in that order like we know he's got all three cars which is just interesting for him to say like these are my babies i love my babies um the other takeaway is you know when when motor trend sort of bestowed this award and you know they were like oh thank you so much we're appreciative and that sort of thing you know for them to talk about the the history of the s the the perfections they had like they got they they kind of dove into um you know even like the slightest millimeter like they talk about we don't want to make the car too high because then it would look terrible we wanted it to have that sex appeal uh, in the chassis. So to, to kind of get that insight, which I'm sure in some form or fashion has been mentioned before, but to hear them even still talk about that car, like they were still designing it, um, you know, as if they just did it yesterday morning. And they're like, you know, we, we just, we, we try to squeeze every possible dimension of this car. We knew we started with, you know, the wheelbase and the floorboard and the battery pack and yada, yada. And then of course, now you get the carpet. So of course that adds thickness and then they get into, well, you wanted headroom and so forth. So I, I it's just insightful to hear the two of them go to that length to share that insight because uh, it's. It, I, I don't get bored hearing that. It's just great to see these two genius designers uh, go into that much detail over things that we generally overlook. Um, even now with the the Model Y design, like you know, you could you guys saw the car in person. A lot of folks have been drooling over this car, and I can't imagine every rendering every sketch every you know conversation just going okay what else can we get out of this you know can we can we add this feature can we do this design change can we you know the model x i mean imagine the model x conversations about the front glass you
2: know what i mean like the the design conversations for that must have been mental when you look at how incredibly complicated it is and how different it is i think the model x
0: it's model x is one of those cars that's like they didn't know when to say no (laughs) <laughs> oh no yeah it's like yeah
1: let's do that yeah let's do that we you know what, though? to their credit we're gonna try something if it fails and blows up in her face so be it but damn it if we get it to work watch out those uh, Falcon
0: wing doors was probably the most complicated thing ever done
1: oh yeah oh, I mean, yeah, I they, oh they i marvel at every time and they admit it too multiple times on record i marvel at those things every time they open yeah. and close i'm like staring at i'm going
0: jesus the work that went into that
1: the amount of frustration that they experience uh, in design and and repairs and everything else with those when they first came out was a nightmare. But once you nailed it, it's like the space program. Mercury and Gemini had their issues, and once they, <laughs> once you finally got it, damn it, we're on the moon. We've got to work a
0: little space into there, Eric. It's I mean, be, but seriously, like <laughs> well, you know, this
1: week, come on, it yeah, is exactly. right. I mean, hello. Playing, yeah. So um, so yes, for those of you that don't know, fifty years ago this time, we're actually on our way to the moon. So so it Almost is now. it is interesting. Um, <laughs> right. moon landing happens tomorrow. Actually, yes. So, um, so yeah, it is, it is intriguing in a number of ways to hear them go into that. Um, but yeah, like uh, how I would be, how would I wish you could have been a fly on the wall uh, oh. during those conversations just to understand it, was there aggression, was someone fighting for a certain design feature? I mean, just incredible conversation. I don't have. think
0: people, I mean, I, I watch a lot of YouTube on car design and documentaries and stuff. I don't think people have any concept of how much effort goes into designing a car and what's doubling doubly even more interesting to me is how fast tesla can design a car compared to everybody else mm-hmm. that blows my mind like i heard elon say the model s essentially or model the model 3 essentially went from drawings to production in two and a half years
2: yeah Which is incredible look at ian laughing he knows the car industry well you know why because i work with oems to design you know wheels for them for their own programs and the last major one we did took two years to design one wheel Mm -hmm. for one car two years For I a mean, wheel. I mean, These look at Volkswagen. You know, like... I was gonna say, look at Volkswagen and all the
1: designs they have, all the yeah. different sketches. Like, I mean, that takes yeah. a long time to get. But even once the rendering is out, okay, now go build the car. That's actually not an easy thing to do. Just... And and Tesla didn't have a foundation to start from. They built the first electric car from the ground up, specifically electric. They didn't have yeah. you know a lot of like examples to look at and go, okay, well that's how you how it gets done. Like, no, they had to basically rebuild it from from the ground up.
0: I think it's important to also mention too that you have to put that into context. When Ian says two years to design a wheel, that's concurrent with other programs that are going on at the same time. It's not like they spend two years on the wheel, then move on to the engine, yeah. and then you know, you know what I mean. There's,
2: so there's just thousands of engineers all around the world working on other things. E- exactly. And so you know, you know, know. this is from the hey, this would be a good idea. To yes, it's rolling out the factory door. So e- exactly.
0: So you have to put that into context. I mean, mm-hmm. most of these large manufacturers have thousands and thousands and thousands of engineers working on not only those components and subcomponents, but also multiple product lines and here we have tesla's got essentially three cars and three others in the works right now potentially four well imagine and how long they do like, it with
1: much less resources i was gonna say imagine how long the clay modeling takes
0: well you know what there's a really good presentation i'm sorry to go off on a tangent here but there's a really good presentation by uh, javier vendura And if I remember to... I'll make make a note here uh, to put a link into the video. Uh, Hold on. Let me just write this down here so I don't forget because I think it's important for you guys to watch. Uh, I've met Javier. Better
1: late than Trevor. Yes. (laughs) Uh,
0: You're hell-bent on that title for today. I said it
1: before the show and I'm like, I got to throw this in there somewhere.
0: Okay. So there is an excellent presentation on YouTube. I will link to it. Um, You guys can watch it by... Javier Ventura, and he talks about the design process because you just mentioned about the clay models and how Tesla does things. Now, I'm sure other manufacturers do it too, but it was interesting to see the, the from an insider how Tesla does iteration processes. On, uh, on their design. Anyways, uh, I won't talk about it. I'll just link to it. You guys can watch the video. It's right. interesting. All right. I think uh, we talked about this enough. Let's move on. Let's talk about Tesla's vehicle safety report. Um, the Q2 report. Is this the Q2 report? Yes. It's the Q2 it report is. that just came out. Um, Eric, why don't you take point on this one and tell us about the Tesla's vehicle safety
1: report. Sure. So um, we've mentioned this in the past that uh, every quarter Tesla is going to release their autopilot vehicle safety report Uh, The most recent report they have for Q2 2019 just came out recently, and Tesla tweeted this uh, information out. So I'm going to just kind of put a little uh, summary on what was in the report. So in the second quarter, we registered one accident for every 3.27 million miles driven in which drivers had autopilot engaged. For those driving without autopilot, but with our safety features active, we registered one accident for every 2.19 million miles driven. Now, for those driving without autopilot and without the active safety features at all, uh, they registered one accident for every 1.41 million miles driven. By comparison, uh, NHTSA's most recent data shows that in the United States alone, there was an automobile crash every 498,000 miles. So, in short, this report says that if you have a vehicle with autopilot on, uh, you're eight times less likely to get into a vehicle accident than a car without any of that stuff. So that alone is an impressive figure that it's eight times safer driving the Tesla just for that reason alone.
0: It's wonderful news mm-hmm. because Autopilot, despite all of its fancy baubles and features, it is about safety at the end of the day. Yeah. So um, yeah, nice to see this. So uh, look for that every uh, every quarter. Tesla's going to put out one of these safety reports. So um, if you guys are into data and you want to check that out and give somebody some proof that teslas are safer rather than just live paying lip service to the whole thing or somebody gives you a a bit of a a jab in the side well you can you can tell them uh let's talk about a new supercharger this is the one that just opened in las vegas now tesla just put out a tweet today the las vegas Vegas. so yeah really quite i mean you can look at it I'll, i'll put a link to it again you guys can watch this but it's just kitty corner it's quite quite uh quite neat it's kitty corner to um the ferris wheel right uh, by hannah's there yeah it's, and, it's uh, next to the high roller at the link Very okay yeah. good thank you um so it looks
1: from the video uh s- how many chargers 24 there are 24 v3 stations and 15 level 2 uh high power wall connectors and solar panels mm-hmm. and power solar. walls yes well, uh power packs i'm sorry power packs, power packs. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's, it's a self sustaining station.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So they're saying, so Tesla's saying here, this this location, it would be able to handle uh, more than 1,500
1: cars charging daily there, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. And it's all V3, which is just killer. The initiative also supports uh, Caesar's goal of reducing its carbon emissions on its property by 30% by 2025, while making Las Vegas a friendlier destination for EV charging.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people uh, like to go to Las Vegas. I would love to go back to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on my list of things to do at the Roadster when we get it. Nice little tour. Get down there. So nice to be able to see that uh, we get some V3 happening there. So uh, congratulations to Tesla. Actually, there is a Tesla feed. Um, actually, there is a Twitter feed you can... Um, you can subscribe to and I forget what it's called. I think it's Supercharger Feed. But anyways, uh, whenever there's a new uh, permit or a construction or a supercharger that opens, oh, supercharge.info. Yes, very yeah. good. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, that's the one to follow, so you know
1: whenever a supercharger opens and stuff. They have a
0: great map, by the way. You can yeah, you can excellent. look that up. Yeah. By the way,
1: if you, if you, I'm not sure if you caught this in the video, but you know what car was at that station that they demoed? Uh, I see I a Model X. X. A Model X. Which, if you guys follow along, of course, we know right now, what cars can support V3? Uh, only the Model 3. Only the Model 3? So, interesting, there was a Model X at a V3 wow. station. Could
0: I would there be read. something
1: down the pipeline? Who knows? Uh, Tinfoil
0: hats on. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Um, the, the answer is eventually yes, but I don't. I would not
2: read anything into that. That's just... It is just the car. Why pick that as the demo? You're absolutely right, Eric. I find that fascinating.
0: Well, hey. the Model X shows well. i am just saying? All right, it's conspiracy week, right? Because you know, Storm Area Fifty-One is coming up in September. So, yes, <laughs> how many people
1: are gonna die? <laughs> I hope I hope everyone's arrested. Like, come on. <laughs> Can we not do this? I, ho-
2: I hope that's all that happens is they get arrested. You
1: are forewarned not to go on government property. Can you wait? please just stop with this do, nonsense? You do realize
2: that was a joke that
0: somebody put out, and then it got out of hand. He was I know. Like, uh oh,
1: man, I can't. Don't get me on this horse already.
0: <laughs> you know what? If it just turns out to be a little Woodstock and it's harmless, great. But uh, anyway, Woodstock this was is not, not the area 51.
1: Woodstock was not harmless, man. Uh, well, you know, you
0: know what I mean. You know what I, know. I mean. All right, let's 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 talk about mileage. Uh, someone, <laughs> unbelievably, just set a new world record on a Model S. Uh, Hans-Jörg uh, Did I pronounce that right? <laughs> Gemingen. Uh My gosh, he just crossed 900,000 kilometers. So for those of you who are not on the scientific uh, measurement system, that's 559, hey. 350 miles. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I had to. I had to. I cannot help myself. Um, anyways, uh, he says he's running on a second battery pack, mm-hmm. so that is amazing. It's a P85 Model S, original red. motors, mm-hmm. so that's amazing. Uh, that's just crazy. 900,000 900, miles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All I know is our friend Raphael, Tesla is looking at the number going. I'm coming for it. Gold. <laughs> gold. man.
0: There is a leaderboard. I don't have it in front of me right now. Yeah. There is a leaderboard for the Model 3 for yeah. those who have the highest um, mm-hmm. mileage on there. I know a friend of mine who got his Model 3 a year ago, and I think he has n- close to 100,000 kilometers on it already.
1: Holy mm-hmm.
0: cow. Yeah. He does Uber. He does a bunch of stuff. But the guys he's a maniac. He drives everything with that <laughs> that car. So anyways, Rob, you know who you are. <laughs> so <laughs> congratulations, hong uh Oh, I did it again. I didn't pronounce his name. Mr. Geminen. on uh, on that incredible achievement. And, of course, he's not stopping. The car's still going. So chances are he's going to hit a million kilometers on this. Before thing. the year's even over. Yeah, exactly. What's he doing with this thing? Is he doing a taxi? I don't know. Do we even know? I have to reach out to him and see. Crazy. Who <laughs> <laughs> <But laughs> says again- EVs can't go and everybody says, oh, you need a new battery in two years? No. Now, grant, now, granted,
1: he's on the second battery, but driving over a half a million miles and just now being on your second battery is impressive. But you have the original motors in the car. Mm-hmm. That's important. The first,
0: Okay, the other thing you have to remember here, when you say it, second battery pack, it does not necessarily mean he had to replace it because Correct. it was dead. It could have been a warranty issue. mm mm-hmm. Okay. So, just keep that in mind. Even though the car's out of warranty, he might have had to pay for a replacement or whatever. Oh, the no, Tesla, the war- Tesla's the pretty good about out of warranty, especially with their battery. Well, even no, though they have an exception. The, yeah. the Model
1: S has an eight year unlimited mileage warranty. Exactly. Right. It, it he was good. fine.
0: Ah, uh, see, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So, any problems? You're covered. Don't worry about it. That's why I tell people, don't worry about it,
1: man. I you're know, gonna, you're I not know. Not gonna have the... the car
0: long enough to replace a battery. So I know <laughs> of a
1: story of a Model S customer who had a, uh, I think they had an 85D, and their battery was had an issue. So at some point they go into service and they couldn't, for whatever reason, find an 85 battery pack to replace it. So they ended up giving them a 90. Nice. So they ended up leaving the badge on the car because they couldn't, they didn't want to replace it, but they had an an 85D with a 90D battery pack. I've heard of stories it like is. that that
0: happened. I have a friend of mine who uh, who has a signature Model X P ninety D de- Ludicrous, mm-hmm. and I don't know how he managed it. Um, <laughs> I actually I I talked to him and he said that it uh, there was a very short window where some people were allowed to do an upgrade. Anyways, he has a unicorn. He has a a signature signature red signature series Model X with a one hundred kilowatt hour battery. Wow! Back. Now he paid very dearly for that battery, mm-hmm. but he has it so. The only one in existence, as far as I know. All right, let's talk about Disney, because there was a rumor that had spotted out. And that, uh, unfortunately, the article has been removed, so all we have to link on is, uh, is uh, an article here from Tesla Roddy. I'll bring it up here. Because the rumor was going around that uh, Disney Tomorrowland was in negotiations... Uh, in Florida. To, in Florida, to have uh, Tesla sponsor their track and uh, replace all those smelly old gasoline cars that the kids are driving around with EVs. Now, unfortunately, there was an update, and they say uh, Walt Disney World Tour, uh, Walt Disney World Today responded and said, thank you for sharing your interest in Tomorrowland. Please know this information is not true. So, womp, womp. Um, I'm disappointed by this. I was hoping that it was going to be real. Uh, I even responded to that tweet, and I said, I think it's incumbent upon you people if you're going to call yourself Tomorrowland. (laughs) To do something about this, get with tomorrow I mean, already. Get with today. <laughs> exactly. It's not really Tomorrowland if you're still driving gasoline cars. And yeah. think of the poor snowflake children. Well, I know.
1: So I, I was at Disney recently uh, a couple months ago, and, there, and that area's been under construction for a while, and they're really expanding even more construction behind what was Tomorrowland uh, for that part of the uh, the, the the raceway. So um they are going to have a new track, new cars. Uh, it's designed to be clean, safer for the kids, uh, still family friendly. Uh, but yeah, they're they're doing away with the gas cars altogether. So you're not going to have the and all the exhaust and the fumes. That's that's long gone. Um The fact that Tesla's name won't be on it as a sponsor of any kind is sort of you know it is sad by and large, but it's not going to change what their designs are for this new version of the raceway. It is going to be clean, energy efficient vehicles. It just won't be. Tesla-branded electric cars. Um, but, you know, that's that's okay. We but still would, have... You know what? I think for Tesla, it would have been the easiest thing for them to do. Just give them their... Slip them a few bucks. Sure. Sponsor it. I mean, think of all the kids, the exposure. But but being being how large and powerful Disney is, do you think Tesla's going to get a good deal on that if they're doing sponsorship? Well,
0: irresponsive to the fact, but I'm just thinking about the public relations. I mean, let's mm-hmm. face it. As owners, kids get the Teslas. Yeah, You know, these people that are nasty, noisy, noisy negativists on, on on Twitter and the internet talking about Tesla has a demand problem. Uh, no, as owners, we know firsthand, kids get it. Where do you think all these cars are going to go to in a few years? These teenagers and kids are going to grow up aspirational. That's what they wanted. They want to buy
2: Teslas. There's lots of demand.
0: Uh, you've but got kids
2: now they are going to be driving these things. But actually, Trev, you just nailed it. That's precisely the point. I don't think they need to spend the money they sell every car they can build right now and every kid in my neighborhood when it watches me goes by it's like it, like oh, i can true. see a little finger uh-huh. poking out you know and they're waiting there for the bus i mean they're they're already on board i mean they they yeah. don't need any more selling so i think look that, at the rocker whatever. panel damage okay well there's that <laughs> coming up <laughs> we'll explain that reference. Uh, yes, but but no, i I think kids are already kind of sold at, at this point in time, you know when they're when they're really trying to watch their their P's and Q's and, and keep the profit margins up, I, I don't know it's the right time. Maybe in five years when they're gonna be more flush with cash and looking to expand even further, that would be the move. But right now it's like, they're doing amazing. Like, I mean, just, yeah. no, there's no the demand. D- I don't think gets you much return at this stage.
0: No, I, 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 and I don't disagree with you. I just thought, I mean, if they had a little bit and maybe it worked out, who knows? Uh, you know, sometimes with this stuff, there's always a little bit of nugget of truth. Who knows? Oh, I, Anyways. I don't
2: know the conversation happened. It's just, it's not, it's not gonna execute right now.
0: I, I think it's too bad, but hey, it is whatever. I mean, I, I'll, at the end of the day, Eric is right. If they get rid of those smelly gas cars, on, on, I'll be happy because. That's one thing I actually do remember from going to Disney. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's not not cool to be hanging around that that, mm-hmm. that that area. All right. Um let's talk about a quick tweet that happened this past week here about the uh, Roadster uh Elon took to Twitter and uh dropped us a little bit of a bomb. Not as much as some information I was hoping for, but anyway, so this um, this uh, tweet went out where somebody was um somebody had done these renders about a uh, Back to the uh, um, Future-inspired Roadster. And um, he had asked, uh, how's that SpaceX package actually going to look like? They uh, tagged Elon on it. He responded, he says, the the SpaceX thruster package will be subtle. It'll actually be
2: hidden behind the license plate, James Bond style. How cool is that? Mm -hmm. But implicit in that is like, I mean, if if it's a rearward firing thruster, does that mean the plate has to roll up out of the way? How are the cops going to deal with this? I don't think they're going to be too happy. Is that is the getaway car mode? Uh, I, well, okay. Let me just,
0: I mean, this can go several different ways. Uh, whether this package is legally allowed to be used on the streets is uh, one thing, a track, true. whatever. Maybe it's a removable plate when you need to use it. We don't know all the details yet. True. But the fact that they're hiding it, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to be a sleeper. I had this conversation with this somebody today. Um... You know, we know that the price of the founders edition is two hundred and fifty US. The base price is going to be two hundred. What do you get for that fifty grand? Not a paint job, I hope. Something's going to be in there. Mm-hmm. So, is it going to? Is the SpaceX package going to be? What do you guys think? Is it going to be separate, or is that going to be part of the founders edition? Like, what what goes? What do you think? Any thoughts? Hmm. Crickets.
1: I, you know what? <laughs> it's, it's, How it's cool gonna- would that be, though? But it, it's one yeah. of those things where, like, we know so little about what they're doing with this car. Oh, um, you have no idea. Well, I saw, I, saw <laughs> the rend- I saw the renderings that someone put out there of, like, the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Yeah. That's stuff on there. If they did that, I, I might have to start giving organs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. I, I've got the pictures up here. It's really cool. It even has a Mr. Fusion on the back. I mean, yeah. your, your car could basically be Kit from Knight Rider. That'd be so yeah. great. Or yeah. James Bond. You know what? If Knowing Elon, because he's got that submarine car from, from James Bond from 007, it would not surprise me if he's going to go, that'd be really great. Yeah.
2: Can we make this yeah. thing go underwater? Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> That's the next I'm, one, right? I'm sure that conversation's gone around the table here.
1: <laughs> we can kind of girls? crazy crap can right? we
2: come up with today? Yeah. What can we put into the referral program that make imagine, this thing even
0: nuttier?
1: There could be things that they're thinking about having as a feature of the car that technology today won't allow them. Oh, of course. But two years' time from now could change everything.
0: Yeah, anything is possible. Dream big, man. Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right, enough talk about the Roadster.
0: Let's talk about... I mean, this isn't Tesla-related. Did you guys have a chance to watch the Neuralink presentation?
1: Nope. No. Oh, and it's was, uh, What's that thing at 11 o'clock at night? I was sleeping. I was sleeping <sighs> when that happened. The part was I stayed up to watch this darn thing and the live
0: stream didn't start till an hour and a half into past the time that they said that it was going to start. I just gave up. I watched it in the morning, but I slept great. (laughs) If you, I'll put a link to the live stream to the Tesla's one. Um, just fast forward to an hour and a half into the presentation, you know, so you can actually watch it anyways, make a long story short. Um, Absolutely fascinating with these guys. Um, I mean, you know, Elon's been talking about this Neuralink thing that they started about two and a half years ago, and they've been in complete stealth mode, and they finally came out of stealth mode, and holy cow. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of talk about what they've been working on. We thought it was a brain interface. It's more than just... That's the aspirational goal. The things that they actually came out with is mind-boggling. Now, look, I'm not a surgeon. I don't know all of this stuff, but I think I, I find it absolutely fascinating how far they've come and what they've done in just two and a half years. Not only did they make the world's smallest hermetically sealed chip with a thousand and twenty-four channels, but the the threads that they use to actually implant into the brain are so small they actually had to develop their own surgical robot to do this work, which is just, just mind-boggling. Um and the way that it's going to be installed, they'll have a subcutaneous little trans uh, transducer that'll be behind the ear. So you'll wear a, um, a battery pack and a Bluetooth connected transmitter to your phone. It'll talk to it wirelessly and it'll all be just behind your ear, much like in a hearing aid. You won't even largely see it for a lot of people. So anyways, I encourage you to watch the presentation. Um, Elon does his usual bit where he you know, talks a little bit, and then he hands it off to the real experts. Uh, pay attention, he has surrounded himself with some A-list players. He's got a neurosurgeon on board, several scientists, biomechanical people. It's truly fascinating. Um, I'll be honest and and just reiterate what they said at the, at the presentation. It was a recruitment effort. So not only was it a presentation of where they've gone, but also where they want to go um, and try to recruit people to join their team. They also said, aspirationally, again, Elon Time has infiltrated this new venture as well. Aspirationally, they're hoping to do human trials by the end of next year. There's a whole process they have to do uh, with the FDA. If you think it's bad designing a car (laughs) and trying to get through NHTSA and all that regulations, try the FDA. So anyways, I don't think it's going to happen by the end of next year, but we'll see what transpires. But truly fascinating. If you're into that kind of thing, I highly encourage you to, um, to check it out. Again, link will be down in the video description, and you guys can, uh, can certainly watch that. FineLab has a line of protective coatings that were engineered to protect your Tesla's paint, leather, carpet, plastic, and wheels, effectively blocking all those UV rays and environmental factors before they ever get to ruin your brand new baby. FineLab offers a complete line of car care products and ceramic coatings for both the do-it-yourselfer and professional detailers. Did we mention we also have the world's first self-healing coating? Check us out at finelab.com, that's spelled F-E-Y-N-L-A-B, to see the science behind the self-healing. Check out our product catalog and click contact us for a free quote from a certified installer in your area. FineLab and Tesla, we were meant for each other. We're almost at the point where we can talk to um, or actually start answering uh, viewer questions and uh, listener questions. But actually, Ian, you have something that happened to you. And um, why don't you tell the people about what, what's happened here? And he graciously, graciously sent me some photographs. Uh, so try not to cringe too much. I'm going to put Ian over on this side so you can see what's going on. All right, Ian, take it over. What happened? Here?
2: <laughs> yeah, this, is, this, this was not even for public consumption. It's just Trev saw the picture and says, oh, my God, you got to tell the story. It's like, yeah, okay. I'll, I will publicly admit I'm an idiot <laughs> because it should be known. I can no longer hold back the secret. I am an idiot. So one of the ways I manifest this was uh, a few weeks ago in a parking lot, I had um, pulled into a spot and waited while my dearest uh, trotted into the store to pick up a few things. And of course, being a Model 3 owner or a Tesla owner of any sort, you always have to find the most remote, faraway spot, preferably next to a median, so no one can park, at least certainly on more than one side of you. So even when you're sitting in the car, I have this OCD habit of doing this. So I snuggle right up to this little median at the end of the parking lot and back into the spot, and uh, I'm goofing around playing with the, the games, etc., And a few minutes later, she runs back out of the store and hops in the car. And just as we're driving out of the spot, she says, oh, there's so-and-so from the office. So what do I do is rather than looking where I'm going, I immediately turn to the right as I'm pulling out of the spot, completely forget there's a median beside me that I can't see, crank the wheel to the left, hit the accelerator and you hear, <laughs> it's pretty much as accurately as I can reproduce that sound. And that's the most... <laughs> Horrifying. Here's thing the picture you ever want to hear. And while that's happening, the whole left side of the car jacks up about four inches. So, what I had done, friends, was drive the car stone cold sideways into the median. So, right behind the uh, driver's uh, fender well, I punched basically a fist sized egg uh, dent into the rocker panel and then drove the entire car right up over um, the seam weld in the body at that point. So I basically split that whole lower, uh, plastic casing in half. Mm. That's that big, was you this know, the, the, big the, the was the this car. the
0: passenger
2: side rear mm-hmm. wheel nope. or the front? It's the, it was the driver's side front. So just the, le- oh, okay. just behind the driver's side front fender edge is where, uh, it punched in. Uh, and then the car like- drove up, <gasps> It continued onwards into the meeting, and of course, then the only thing worse than that is you now have to put the car in reverse and listen to the whole sound over again. Oh, as we'll it freeze. scraped itself off. I mean, I oh. rather I would have rather had all the hair torn out of my body simultaneously. Um, but uh, yeah, that was no fun. So what happens in that case? Well, I am extraordinarily fortunate to have a large cadre of friends. Uh, One of them is my buddy, Tim, who's been working in the uh, body shop industry for 30 years. And he's a whiz-bang body tech. So uh, I called him about an hour later and said, Tim, I broke the car. And you could hear the trauma in my voice. So he dropped everything, ran over the house, looked at it and said, Bro, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> I kept repeating this until my blood pressure came down to, you know, some normal number. And then good to his word, he says, look, just go to Tesla, get the molding, bring it over to the shop one day. And he's really lucky. The shop he works at, he's an independent contractor there. And they let him do things after hours on his own terms. So he said, Bring it in, I'll fix up the whole thing for free. <gasps> Un- unbelievable, but true. These are the kind of friends I have. I am blessed. So uh, yeah, he did this for me uh, and did a stunning job. As a matter of fact, that side of the car now is better than the original rocker panel on the passenger side. So I've I mean, got the photographs up here that you yeah. sent me. The
0: second photograph is the uh, part where, you know, there's a little bit of uh, uh, duct tape at the top there, but you can see where he's uh, ground yeah. down the paint down to the metal and you know, pulled out some of the
2: pock marks. Uh, this photograph shows uh,
0: some of the Bondo work that he's
2: done. Yeah, that, that in and of itself was fascinating. I mean, I love watching Tim work. Anybody who works in the body shop industry, if you're a body shop tech, hats off to you. This to me is magic. It's like alchemy. It's wizardry. I, I don't understand yeah. how people do it with that level of skill. He literally did that entire job, start to finish, paint dry in three hours. Like went in there with these giant dentist tools from the, from there's like a, there's basically a, a uh, a foam sealed plug right behind the wheel well when you take the plastic out where you can access the inside of the rocker and he goes in with these giant medieval looking dentist tools and just goes E-e-e-e-e-e. and yeah. you can see the dentist go Punk, bunk, 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 bunk. and you'll see it in very rough stages in the images and then he'd hammer it back in and he'd poke it back out and he's just working the metal from both sides and he just gave it a very light grinding And then rather than use body filler, he says, this is like a really sensitive area of the car. We know because people have been having problems with the paint peeling off at that point. It takes a lot of abuse. So he says, I I don't want to use filler here. I'm going to use actual metal adhesive. He says, I'm going to use the same glue that we use to, on a lot of the aluminum body cars now, they're actually, it's an adhesive that joins them, right? So he says, this stuff is incredibly strong and you can shape it just as accurately as you can filler. It's astronomically expensive, but he was kind enough (laughs) to actually use the adhesive rather than the filler. So I have no doubt that'll last the life of the car now because what he's put on there. Yeah, and I have the final photograph here. Yeah,
0: with uh, your car sitting in your driveway, and it man has
2: ever looked good. So yes, I and I, again, hats off to my buddy Tim. The only thing I will tell you is, whatever you do, try not to break that 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 little piece of plastic, which is what about four inches wide and seven feet long. Do you have any yeah. idea what that costs? Oh, yeah, I can imagine <laughs> three hundred and ten dollars Canadian Ooh. for a piece of plastic about 250 us then. yeah yeah
0: um i think it's important to uh because we may get the comments or the questions about this this particular area of the car is steel it's not aluminum yes so most body shops can work on this stuff without too much uh too much trouble so obviously it's not an insurance claim you just paid it out of pocket i mean it was free I after did. all and the color you mentioned uh this was mixed custom by him yeah. BASF yeah. Colors. I mean, he
2: just went into the system. He, he actually had, you know, the proper color recipe for it in his system and they've done it. Tesla a uses of- BASF colors.
0: So it's pretty standard. Most manufacturers.
2: Do. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't ask him, uh, who the supplier was on his, but usually a guy that knows what he's doing, you know, can match it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a dead on match and they had actually worked on a midnight silver car just a few weeks prior. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there, there was no problem. Uh, there was no problem matching it. One thing I will point out to anybody who is buying, if you do have to replace that bottom piece. Um, don't bother ordering the clips separately. There are uh, 10 snap clips that basically fasten to the bottom. There are push pins at either end, four push pins. You have uh, two M10 bolts at either end. And then you have just a whole little series of these spring clip push pins that go in. I went and bought 10 more of them because I didn't realize they came with them. And it's 30 bucks just for the clips. Mm -hmm. And uh, it turns out when I unwrapped the package that the molding came in, there's clips already on it. That's okay. I'll, I'll bring them back to Tesla. They'll refund me for them. I'm not really. Oh, at, that's but, nice. But yeah, it cool. is nice. At least for 300 bucks, you get, you know, the clips with it. Okay. Great
0: story. Turned out well
2: for you. Looks great. So what about the other side now? Are you going to get the other side painted? <laughs> that's what I said when I looked at it. He said, what if I said, oh, dude, you should have told me. I would have organized it so we could have done the same side. You know what? I'm just going to buff the other side. And once that's done, uh, then I'm going to put, um, some paint sort protection. of, uh, exactly. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put some paint.
0: Film it's a on particularly it. vulnerable area on the model three. I know there's been some discussions on the forum, um, and a variety of other places. People are, are putting on like little tiny mud flaps on the front of the car to try and mitigate some of this stuff. Yes. I that's something i whole...
2: do for sure.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's fairly inexpensive. It's just one of those things. Aerodynamics matter. Tesla's yes. not going to do any more than they absolutely need to. I don't think. True. Okay, well, it's that time on the podcast where we get to answer your questions. Uh, If you ever want to send us a question, look for the day of the podcast, sometimes the day before, on Twitter. This is the only place we do it. We put out a Google form where you can uh, send in your question, and we will try our best to answer it to the best of our knowledge. We're not experts on this stuff, but if we know something, we'll tell you. If we don't, we will say so as well. So the first question comes from our friend Aaron. He says... Given Elon's recent tweet about $3,000 less for FSD for EAP owners, do you think this will actually come to fruition? (sighs) There's been some controversy about this again.
1: What? Um, You don't say.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Again, more price changes. Um, I don't know. Uh, If Elon says he's going to follow through with something, you can uh, usually count on him actually following through with that stuff timing is suspect, though. We just don't know exactly Mm -hmm. when they they do it. Like when I bought FSD for my car on March 1st, um, I did it too soon. Uh, I didn't wait for the dust to settle. The price that that I paid was more than it actually was at the end of the day. And I I had asked them for a refund and they said, yeah, we'll do it. But it took me a month to get the money back. So if this happens, uh, give it a little time, especially if it's done through your Tesla account, because a lot of that stuff is kind of done manually through batches, I'm told. So some of that stuff takes some time to filter through their systems. It's not necessarily immediate. So if that's of a concern for you, Aaron, uh, just wait it out a little bit. And as soon as, uh, um, as soon as it's actually announced or it happens, Tesla will a either contact you or just follow us on Twitter, and we'll let you know, um, you know, when that happens, when or if that happens. Okay, let's see here. Uh, this one might be targeted for Ian here. Dion uh, asks, I know Elon mentioned before about Tesla tires that last longer. Do you think we will see a tire made by Tesla uh, like a run-flat style? Because if these vehicles will be doing rideshare network, uh, they'll be prone to flat tires. This is a question I think that a lot of people ask because obviously with the Teslas, none of them come with spare tires. So you have to rely on roadside assistance or have some kind of you know, inflation device or whatever. Um, I don't know, what do you think, Ian? You're the tire expert.
2: This is your wheelhouse. Uh, Yes. Well, it's yeah, I get the same question quite frequently, um, especially since none of the Tesla vehicles come with spare um, wheels or tires. What's the story like? Are these things mutually exclusive is a reason we don't see run flats on evs in general and the answer at this point is yeah there is a little bit of an efficiency loss with a run flat tire because you have to build the interior structure of this tire to support the weight of the entire vehicle while it's operating without any air in it and it takes a tremendous amount of reinforcement to the carcass the internal structure the cords and belts inside the tire And the problem with that is um, there's some energy losses. Um, Tires go through what's called hysteresis. That is the flexing, that little bulge you see at the bottom of the tire. As the tire is spinning, that constantly has to change places. Yeah, there's a name for that. Of course, there's a name for everything when it comes to this stuff. (laughs) The, The deeper you go down the tire rabbit hole, the weirder it gets. I can imagine. So yeah, the flexing in the sidewall uh, eats up energy and the, the stiffer that is, making it stiffer is good because you don't want it to flex too much, but if you put too much meat in there, then it really starts to burn up energy. So you eat up a lot of range uh, by putting a run-flat tire. There's also some uh, performance trade-offs. For instance, they generally don't wa- uh, ride as quietly or smoothly uh, as a conventional tire. So there again, you're going to get more um, vibration and noise inside the cabin. Um and that's gonna that's gonna cause some other issues. Um, so the bottom line is, yeah, at this point in in time, you're not gonna get optimum range, and you're not gonna have as quiet a ride on run flat tires. So I don't think that's why. So far, we've seen anything on an EV, and in the short term, I don't know. Maybe, maybe at some point we will we'll see something down the road. But uh, for now, you're much better off with a conventional tire. You the designs tend to be a lot more efficient. But if somebody wanted to put some on. You definitely can. There's nothing to stop you from doing it. The one thing you should be aware of is every uh, tire manufacturer's policy in terms of what type of wheel you can mount it on is a little different. I can tell you, uh, somebody who uh, works with uh, building wheels and the wheel manufacturing and designing, you can put a run-flat tire, anybody's run-flat tire, on a conventional rim. However, a lot of the tire companies will tell you, you should be using what's called an EH2 plus rim. And that is the little bead hump, that little safety hump inside the rim, which holds the tire in position in the event that it goes flat, that is slightly more pronounced on a run flat rim. And the reason for that is if you take all the air out of it, it it's an additional safety feature to keep the yeah. tire from debeading, you know, and, and coming okay. off the rim. Now we've done all sorts of tests on run flat tires used on conventional wheels, and we've never run into a problem with it but from a liability standpoint you might want to get an EH2 plus wheel depending on the manufacturer. Some of them now like I know um, Bridgestone for instance has an entire line of aftermarket run flats uh, that are designed to work specifically with conventional wheels. I believe Nokian also approves their run flats to work on conventional wheels. So as long as you get something that's designed from the get-go then there's no problem. So if you like the security of the run flat, um, there's no reason you can't do it. It's just expect to take a little bit of a range hit and you might find them a little bit rougher riding.
0: Yeah, I saw on uh, Twitter this week in a few different places that there's, I mean, there's this meme going on where some companies develop these tubeless, airless tires. They basically, they never run, they never run
2: flat, whatever, because they're all flexible, have you seen those? Oh yeah. Well Michelin's been working on that. Um, I mean a forgotten. lot of companies
0: have been working on that stuff.
2: Yeah, for about fifteen years. And Michelin is is the uh, is really the leader in the technology. What what really um, raised a lot of uh, eyebrows in the last two, it was about two months ago, not quite, one and a half ago, I want to say they signed a contract with GM. GM is going to be the first one to put it onto a production vehicle. Really? Yeah. About five years down the road. I think it's around 2022, 2023, something like that. Um, Two years just to approve a wheel, right? (laughs) Yeah. There's, and you saw, yeah, you saw a set of them running around on, on a bolt. So it was actually demonstrated okay. on an EV, which was was interesting. Okay. I have a lot of questions on how this is going to work. That's sort of beyond the scope of the show tonight. I could go on for about 20 minutes. I actually wrote a whole list of questions. We had a good discussion on, uh, if, you, if you just look up airless tire yeah. or um, the- Well, if you um, find out more about that, it's,
0: I think it's worthy to have the discussion
2: eventually on the podcast. Yeah, well, you know, again, I put the feelers out there. I'm waiting for some answers back because, you know, particularly in cold weather, I mean, these are these are open cell tires. There's no sidewall structure to them, you know, and they're already using this. Uh, ATVs are using them, the military's yeah. messing around with yeah. them. But I'm fascinated to know what happens when this thing gets full of ice and snow. Like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not so sure. It'll be interesting okay. to see where the technology goes, though.
0: Good. All right, next question comes from Jeremy. He says, "Uh, I just ordered a Model 3 Performance. Congratulations, Jeremy. And was wondering, what do you guys use to clean your glass? We've had this question before. I know water stains are inevitable from rain and snow, but is there anything you use to help remove them when washing your vehicles? Perhaps a glass polish. Thanks, and love the podcast. Well, thank you, Jeremy, for the question. Um, I know when I wash, uh, my car, I, I, wash the glass as normal and then I always finish and I dry it off with a microfiber towel and I always finish with a bottle of invisible glass, which is maybe a slightly more caustic, uh, Windex. Windex works great too. Um, I, I find with the invisible glass that it leaves generally less tweaks, uh, streaks, I should say.
2: Uh, but that's what I use on mine. It works, uh, works for me. I, I don't know what, what you guys do. You know what I absolutely love that I discovered a couple of months ago is uh, Zep. Zep makes um, a line, a whole bunch of industrial yes, cleaners. I'm aware of them. Yeah. yeah, and the only place I've ever seen them for sale around here is at uh, Home Depot. Okay. So I know Home Depot mm-hmm. in Canada carries them. I assume in the U.S. they do. And their glass cleaner is spectacular. I absolutely love it. It looks just like Windex, but man, is it good. It really cleans deep down, and I find it leaves a lot less streaks.
0: Okay I'm gonna look that up too. Actually, one of my favorite YouTube channels for watching on car detailing is ammo new uh, NYC. Uh, so if you guys are interested in watching a channel that's dedicated uh, you know is pretty anal retentive about cleaning these cars, I get a lot of tips from that it seems to work He's a pretty knowledgeable guy. Okay, moving along. next question comes from Sean he says, is it possible for Tesla to sell a software unlock for the model three all-wheel drive to decrease decrease the zero to 60. Time to closer to the model three performance zero to 60 time, or is there a hardware difference that would not make this possible?
2: Decrease, yeah. increase.
0: This no, has sure been a mean. hot topic today. I we not we, decrease,
2: I think it should be increase, right? I think he means think let so. me read the how it, he decrease says decrease to zero 60 uh, time. Yeah, okay, so yeah, drop the zero to 60 time so it's closer to a, per, to a performance model. Um, this is definitely a hot topic, uh, and it's been asked a couple of times over the last year, and just today I had it just before the show. I had a Twitter discussion going back and forth. My big thing is, and I'm dying for someone to answer this, and I've already reached out to some some Tesla tech connections I have to see. Uh, I have questions about the inverter because if you remember back to a little over a year ago when Elon started dropping the details on the performance Model Three, and he had a little back and forth thing going with with Ryan Ryan McCaffrey. And he was asked, like, okay, what are the, some of the primary differences with the car? And he said, well, you know, it, we, we batch the motors out in, like, the highest sigma. In, in other words, yes. know, the, the best motors get picked for use in the performance cars, and then they get an extra burn in time to make sure that they're up to the task. And then he said they use a, a silicon carbide inverter. Now, uh, subsequently i've been trying to ask around to find out is that inverter exclusive to the performance model 3 or did they standardize it like they did so many other parts uh, and make it, you know, across the board, or certainly just all dual motor cars. And no one seems to be able to give me the answer. I went so far as to look it up in the um, the parts catalog online. Our friend uh, Iktidar Ali, um, yes, last I, year, I have it. You, yeah, we all did. We, everybody downloaded it. It's, it's, you know, it's Model Three porn. I said, oh, look at all the parts. Wow. So I looked up the parts for it, and you can see all there's there's designations, there's notes in the listings for all the parts that are model uh, performance Model Three specific. The, there's only one number for the inverter. So make of that what you will. You know, was that up to date at the time it was published? Um, I'm real curious. Anything can
0: change. It would, you know what? Honestly, it would not surprise me that Tesla has standardized on the parts between AW, all-wheel drive, and the Performance Model 3, Uh and they're just doing some kind of software limit. It would not surprise me that they would do that.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially given the prices now, the way they are. Yeah. Well, there's, there's still a, I mean, even if you strip the car down to its most basic form, I mean, what are we talking? What's, what's dual motor start at now? Just a straight dual motor in the U S the uh, all wheel drive is 48 grand.
0: Model three, $48,000 is now the base price of the all wheel drive. The uh, performance, as long as you don't swap out the, the uh, 18 inch tires, 55.
2: Hmm. But if you swap it out, so there's only a thousand dollars difference now to go from a dual motor to a, a the 18 inch performance model?
0: Yes. But again, we had that conversation earlier on in the
2: podcast. How much are they decontenting the car? We don't know yet. Yeah, but still, you'd be crazy. I mean, decontenting it, I mean, it would, it would still have to be. You have a be... point. I get it. Wow. No, something doesn't make <laughs> sense here. I mean, you're basically buying, you're chopping another, you know, uh second off the zero to 60 for a thousand bucks. It's the bargain of the century. There's something here that's. So warp in the space-time continuum. I'm not wrapping yes, my head around
0: this. Exactly. So I think Sean has a valid point. It's yeah. just we just don't have all the details yet. So I'm sure somebody's going to figure it out at some point. Maybe one of these hackers will be able to get in and see if there's any software differences, whatever. A lot of this stuff is just sometimes it's software. Sometimes you just need to disassemble a car, but I don't think um, Sandy Monroe is going to disassemble one of these cars just to find out on our behalf. I'm not He spends mine. about $2 million doing that process. So anyways, uh, if we find out, We'll let you know. But uh, yeah, there's something fishy going on there for sure. All right, next question comes from Ian, or Aaron, I should say. He says, oh, it's a question for Ian. Uh, Does Ian still recommend the SanDisk Connect for Sentry mode?
2: Yes. I absolutely love it. It's awesome. You you take the USB key out. You just flick it into Wi-Fi mode. You can sit there with your with your phone. You can look at all your footage. It's been working gloriously. I I, I know that I, I think the reason the question is being asked is there's a lot of questions about the durability of it. Mm-hmm. So I, a few people I've chatted with who know more about these things seems to think it'll be good for about six months to a year. I mean I'm using it daily, so we'll we'll see how long uh, it lasts. But so far, what am I? Um, I guess about a month and a half into running the thing, two months and. All is well so far.
0: All I know is my USB key that I just formatted last week. I just stuck it back in my car and I turned on uh, the dash cam for the Tesla one, even though I have a real dash cam in my car. Uh, It's not responding again, so it probably needs to be reformatted. Darn it. Uh, don't. Moral of the story is don't use cheap USB keys or rely on them con- for constant writes. They're not really designed for constant writes. That's hard drive territory type stuff. So if you really want that kind of storage um, and longevity and stuff, um, SSD. I recommend the little Samsung one. Especially if you have a Model 3, get that... Uh, the, um, the Jetta hub there because it's got a hidden compartment for it. I did a whole video about that. We talked about that. Anyways, moving on. Next next and last question of the evening comes from Bill in Vancouver. He says, I ordered a Chatham adapter for my Model 3 when it suddenly reappeared on Tesla's website this month and I received it this week. Any idea when the corresponding firmware uh, firmware will roll out uh, uh, to be able to use it? I'm on 2019 20.4.4. Looking forward to accessing the rest of the beautiful British Columbia with it. And I don't blame you, Bill. BC is beautiful. Um, so we know officially the software that you need is 2019.24.1 to enable this. I uh, just got a notice, I think, on Teslafi, the channel. It's starting to roll out. So, how many extra things um, are actually included with that software update? Um, I don't know yet. Um, the fact that Chatomo is is enabled in there may or may not be in the release notes but officially that is the uh, firmware version that you need uh, to be able to use that so i know a lot of people have been receiving them Um, i've seen plenty of my friends here locally have ordered them and got them um our friend jeff leach just ordered his and got his too so they're all waiting on the software update so my understanding is that it's starting to roll out uh, right now
2: yeah somebody posted a youtube video i want to say in the last 24 hours demonstrating it uh and actually got it took two tries. The first chatmo tri uh, charger didn't want to know. The second one did they were only getting 24 kilowatts, but it was operating. So they're they're out there and they're working. The one thing to remember with Chatmo, Tesla's Chatmo adapter
0: is limited to 50 kilowatt. So even though you can go to some of these other chargers out there that have the dual cables where you have Chatmo on one side and CCS on the other side and they might be listed as 110 kilowatt 120 kilowatt the the maximum you're ever going to get out of the adapter is 50 actually because of losses and stuff it's more like 48 tops i've used mine on a few occasions i never got more than about 36 on mine so it's great in a pinch if you're out in the boonies and you don't have a supercharger and you want something faster than level two but don't expect supercharging levels with this thing um i'll say it again i think we're much better off with a ccs adapter much like what they offer in europe for the s and the x be cheaper so until that happens, uh, do what you need to do. If you need to with, with chatmo I know Ian for you would open up a lot, a, lots of opportunities yeah. right now. Yeah. But my personal opinion, I, I would much prefer to have CCS because over in Europe, uh, Model Three supports uh, Bjorn did videos on it. Supports 120 kilowatt. Although he's had problems with um, some other adapters out there. So there's there's some handshaking going on, and I don't think it's completely sorted out yet. So. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. It's been a good one as oh. usual. Oh. Ian has I want, one more.
2: I oh. I, yeah. I was bad. I put it on the topic side. I should have transferred it over the question side, but okay. we had- Oh, um, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Let's talk about this. Yes. Serge um, reached out to me and asked about, uh, he, he has what we sort of came up with a term for lack of spare anxiety. It sort of ties yeah, into the too. fact the car doesn't have run flat. So he's like, what do I do? I'm really freaking out. I'm going on a long trip. Like what, how much do I have to worry about this? You know, not having a spare on the car and what are the best solutions? and my number one go to personally my preference is to bring along a plug kit you can buy these things you know at any auto parts store basically it's just what looks like some sort of a dental instrument you know there's there's sort of like a little roughing file that you poke in you pull out the debris, whatever, and you basically insert uh, what looks like a waxy little piece of cord into the tire, and that'll plug it temporarily. And then if you have a portable compressor, you can just reinflate the tire. The nice thing about doing it that way is it doesn't introduce any goo into the tire. So it makes it much easier to repair the tire permanently uh, when you get a chance to. Uh, the second mm-hmm. option would be to purchase, Tesla makes a beautiful little repair kit, uh, and it's got- I was got, just
0: about to mention, I have yes.
2: it. However, don't use the goo if you have standard stock Tesla tires with the foam insert. Very bad
1: juju. That's
2: what I got. yeah, well, a lot of us do. I mean, anybody who's got the 18-inch Michelin on their Model 3 or the 19-inch Conti, you have the, the foam interior. Now, here's the thing. I reached out to both companies last year to get their opinion on this because goo and foam sound like a messy mix, don't they? And Continental was straight up, if you use our kit, there's no problem. So you, if you, yes, of course, Continental makes their own beautiful little kit that's got the Continental goo and it's got a little Continental inflator kit. So uh, if you use theirs with the Conti tire, they will hundred percent guarantee the result. So no problem there. Michelin was much more evasive. They wouldn't say no, but they wouldn't say yes. They were kind of like, well, we don't recommend it. But that's why I recommend buying the Tesla kit because Tesla sells this kit uh, for all of their vehicles. So regardless of which model of tire or which model of Tesla you drive, uh, they say it's compatible with all of them. And the important thing is it's also compatible with the ABS sensors. So if anything happens to your ABS sensor and you've used the Tesla kit, well, I think it would Hi, be on them. Exactly. So that's, that's why I'm very comfortable recommending the Tesla kit. It should work with all their tires. That's what they're claiming.
0: I, I have it in my car.
2: Knock on wood. Never have to use it. But I do have it. Well, it is a rare thing. You know, that's the beauty of modern tire design is like we've come so far in puncture resistance that uh, they these things are few and far between. But you really don't want to have it happen when you're in the middle of nowhere, do talk, you?
0: Talk to Ryan McCaffrey about puncture resistance.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it always happens in the worst place at like two in the morning and a pouring rainstorm. Poor
0: guy. He's had so many nails in his
2: tires and screws. Yeah. The other thing too is don't forget the car comes with roadside assistance. So if you do need, I mean, you know, if, if time isn't so critical, call them up and they'll find you. And they'll the nice thing now is most of the roadside assistance vehicles have spare wheels and tires with them, especially if they know they're going out on a call and they know that you've got, you know, the 18 inch model three or whatever it is, they're going to make sure to bring the correct spare with them and that'll get you going. You don't even have to do the work, which is nice. So...
0: Well, thanks for answering that. Well, look, we've come to the end of the show. It's time to uh,
1: bugger out of here. Aww. Look, I'm going to give
0: Eric the opportunity to plug whatever you want. Where do people uh, find you on the internet? They want to have a chit-chat with you, Eric. And talk well, about you guys
1: can uh, find me right down here at the uh, Twitter handle C-Fix. ECFix. It's right there. You can see it. Well, if you can't see it because you're on the podcast, but if you're listening to us, it's just go to (laughs) Twitter.com slash ECFIX, I I also want to thank all of our uh, new show listeners, our sponsors, uh, Patreon supporters, everyone. You you guys really make the show what it is. Uh, We are enamored with our followers. Thank you so much for all the comments, the feedback, the questions, the whole thing. Uh, We do this show because of you. Uh, So keep doing the great work that you do to allow us to keep doing what we do. So thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Ian, you're next.
2: Where can people find you on the internet? Okay, I'm ripping off Eric's gig now. For all you YouTube watchers, it's there. It's no, Ian, it's here. <laughs> at Ian Delco, is where you'll find me on Twitter. And um, you can also find me at uh, Tesla owners online at the forum. The handle is mad Hungarian. If you have any wheel or tire specific questions, or if you think I might add value somewhere else, Hey, what the hell? It's your nickel. Give it a whirl. I'm happy to try and come up with an answer. So um, just look for mad Hungarian there and I will appear and uh, finally, if you're looking for something in Tesla wear, you can go to teespring.com, TE spring all one word.com, and look up Mad Hungarians Evolve Wear, and there you will find the uh, old classic Evolve shirts, as well as the new uh, Weapons of Mass Adoption shirts. And Where's the, your Model uh, Y shirt? I, <laughs> did, I promised that for this week. I yeah, knew you were going to call me out on that. Oh, man. It's been... Up, up until the rocker panel smash, life was fairly normal, but that consumed my life this week. So I apologize. But uh, days, we're days away. I okay. work on E line time. What can I tell you? It's, it's, it's Ian time. It's Ian time, which is worse than Elon time.
0: Again, link, link to his uh, Teespring wear will be in the podcast in the video description. So you guys can go check it out. We love our shirts, we wear them all the time. Except I'm feeling a little uh, southern today and wearing my Aruba shirt. All right. So my turn. My oh. turn. No. No. Oh. Oh, yes. Go. Not go go. Ah, uh, okay. Well, as usual, if you want to have uh, a little chit-chat with me, I'm very active on Twitter. The handle's Model 3 Owners. Check out the forum Tesla Owners Online. My uh my handle there is Trev P, and I want to say a big thank you to our Patreon sponsors. Those guys uh, really keep the show going, as well as our podcast sponsors. The great guys at Fine Lab Ceramic Coatings, Dula Band Insurance. If you're in Ontario, these guys have really good rates for Teslas. And of course, our great friends at Evanex who make fantastic Tesla accessories. That's it for this show, and we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening, no matter where you happen to be. and We'll see you next time. See you guys.
2: Bonsoir tout le monde.
1: Aloha means goodbye.